I'm so glad you have joined me on this podcast. Love someone with Delilah. Have so much fun doing these. Uh, And they just keep getting better and better in the conversations more and more inspiring, at least for me, hopefully for you too. The aim, the reason that we produce these podcasts, the motivation behind them is to help you to understand that everybody has a gift. Everybody has a talent. Everybody has a skill. And hopefully we can create something together that's bigger and better and more amazing than your wildest dreams. If I can do it, you can do it. And our guest today on this podcast is someone who certainly used his gifts and talents and skills to make this world a better place in so many arenas. And it's like uh, when he accomplishes one thing, Instead of sitting there and basking in the glory, he moves on to the next challenge and the next mountain to climb. And I think you are going to be entertained and inspired when you listen to my friend, Carrie Timchuk, who is our guest today. And I have known Carrie for a very, very, very (laughs) long time. I mentioned earlier at lunch, Carrie, that my daughter Delilah Jr. thinks I'm 39 And since you were one year ahead of me in school. That would make me 40. Yeah, we like that. I'm sticking with it. We are going with that. (laughs) Now, in the studio with us, but off microphone, is my sister and your wife. Not the same person. Not the same person, (laughs) no. My sister, Deanna, and your adorable wife, Beck. And they're here, I think, just to make sure we tell the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. Why? (laughs) What fun is that? With some occasional uh, diversions. The truth as we remember it. The truth as we remember it. Exactly. So I'm going to be talking with Carrie Timchuk. First, though, we're going to stop uh, to talk about my sponsor, my wonderful, fabulous sponsor that uh, makes this whole podcast possible. We're going to take a break here to talk about the folks, of course, at the Home Depot. Spending a couple of hours this fall on your yards will pay off big time this coming spring. The Home Depot's garden department has a big selection of fall lawn care products. If you like a beautiful green yard, you plan for it now by putting the best nutrients in your yard before the weather turns. That way, next spring and summer, you've got a head start on making your yard beautiful. The Home Depot's garden department, one of my favorite places to be. The Home Depot, more saving, more doing in the studio with my friend Carrie Timchak. So we grew up together in a very small town uh, in Oregon, and there's been a lot of good things come out of Reedsport. A lot of good things. Aaron? Aaron Dunn, who uh, worked on Broadway and uh, now is in California. Just uh, a lot of good, talented people from Reedsport. We had a great public school system. We did. As you know, my late mother of course, who was uh, probably the best teacher in the district, if I say so myself. She won Oregon Teacher, teacher of the Year. Of so. the year. Yeah, so. Do you have that in your little history things at the Oregon Historical Society? I don't have it. Didn't hit her down there, but okay. I need to put her in. We got to so. fix that, Carrie. So I grew up across the field from you. Yes. When we grew up, there was no house. There was a field that was the... Kick, kick the can, kick the can baseball, football, kickball, yep. you name it, we played it. We played it in that field, rode bikes, Road bikes. played in the dirt, and right across from my window was Keith's window, your brother, who... You occasionally flirted with. Occasionally. Now and again. <laughs> 
<laughs> and your folks who were amazing. I, I was blessed with wonderful parents. Uh, my dad was uh, owned a small grocery store, as you know, in Reedsport, and was mayor of the town for eight years. And then your brother grew up and was mayor. He was the mayor, too. And my mother was everyone's favorite school teacher. But they were very involved uh, in the community and gave back, which I think was what uh, inspired me to uh, want to give back to my community. Uh, you know, one of my favorite quotes is uh, the late Oregon Governor Tom McCall, who once said that heroes are not giant statues framed against a red sky. They are individuals who say, this is my community and it's my responsibility to make it better. And my parents were heroes. And, and, and Reedsport was blessed with a lot of heroes back then who, who gave of themselves, who gave their time. You, we were talking some at lunch today of Jim and Marianne Wells, who are teachers of ours, and they're heroes too, because they, they still in the retirement give back to the community. So that's what we're going to talk about today. You and your wife don't just give back to the community as in the neighborhood you live in. You give back to the community, the state you were born in and our nation and the world at large. And you raised your children with that same mm. ethic, that same uh, core belief in giving back. And that's what this whole podcast is about. So I'm going to pick your brain here and we're going to tell some amazing stories because you have had such a colorful, wonderful, amazing journey. Well, it's been it's been fun for a kid from Reedsport, as, as I say. And just a quick, you know, one minute thumbnail sketch after after high school, Reedsport High School, go Braves, uh, went to Willamette University in Salem, Oregon, uh, where I went to college and law school. And because my dad was mayor, I think I had developed at an early age an interest in politics. Wait, 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 wait. You were the line leader, Carrie, in like <laughs> kindergarten and first grade. I ran for line leader. I campaigned for <laughs> line leader. So. And in high school, you ran our high school. school. So, with some help from others. So you you included. So I was more the entertainment <laughs> section. I mean, I was in high school politics. I, I held several offices. But my job really, I felt, was to entertain the school. And you did a good job. I, you so, know, so. there's a stage I need to <laughs> be on a, it. And we had so much fun. But I remember your campaign speeches from like eighth grade. They worked most of the time. Uh, All of the time, time. You won every election you ever ran for. And I, after when I was at Willamette, I worked in the state capitol, which is across the street, for a family friend who was in the state legislature there. And then I first year out of law school, I was a deputy district attorney prosecuting uh, criminals in, in Marion County, which is Salem. And then I went back to Washington, D.C. for one year, I told myself. Had Potomac fever. I got hired to work for a congressman from Oregon. Worked for him for about two and a half, three years. So much for the one-year plan. Yes. And then through good fortune, I fell in with Elizabeth Dole, who, uh, who was then Secretary of Labor uh, for the first President Bush. And she hired me as her speechwriter, uh, which added another couple of years. And then when she went to become president of the American Red Cross... Her husband, Bob Dole, who was the leader of the Senate, hired me to be his speechwriter and uh, do some legal counsel stuff for him. And that took me six more years back there. So, uh, And how many books did you write with the Doles? While you I've helped the there? Doles with, with four books, uh, most since coming back to Oregon. But he, of course, is blessed with the best sense of humor in Washington, D.C. And he's still in 96. He's going strong. Uh, you know, he was a World War II veteran. He goes down to the World War II Memorial almost every weekend. And sits and greets the veterans coming in to see the World War II Memorial. Wow. Which is amazing. Uh, so 11 years in Washington, D.C., and then returned to Oregon 
1997 uh, and was 12 years as the Oregon chief of staff to a fellow named Gordon Smith, who was Oregon's U.S. senator for 12 years and who you know now, Delilah, as the CEO of the National Association of Broadcasters, believe it or not. It's so funny because when I met him at an event, at a radio event, he goes, oh, I hear your neighbors with Carrie. I'm like, how do you know that? And he goes, well, we've worked together for quite a while now. So in, uh, when Gordon went to the broadcasters uh, after leaving the Senate, then I uh, uh, became the executive director of the Oregon Historical Society, which is a nonprofit in Oregon, which runs uh, the Oregon History Museum. And every state has a equivalent. Uh, Washington has one. California has one. You name it. They have a historical society. And we're the guardians of, of Oregon's history. Hold that thought, Carrie. We're going to take a moment here to hear from one of our sponsors, and then we will be back with Carrie Timchak. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of Melon Leaf stem cell technology. It's Melon Leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Back with Carrie Timchak on Love Someone with Delilah. And we were talking over lunch, and I want to get into this a little bit because I'm so proud of you. Some people want to color history or only to show one one truth. You and I are that way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm that way. I, I, I never let the truth interfere with a good story. But when it comes to history, it's important to know the truth. You got to tell the truth. Uh, and we just opened up a new permanent exhibit 
$4 million all privately raised to tell the Oregon story. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And there's, spoiler alert, there's some ugly. There's some really Not ugly. just in Oregon history, but in every state's history. You know, think that Oregon is now a very progressive liberal state, but back in the day, not so much. And we tell that story. Uh, we tell the story of every ethnic group. Everyone needs to be able to find their history, their true history, in the Oregon Historical Society, whether you were the a Native American or the grandsons of pioneers or a Vietnamese immigrant family that moved there three months ago. You all should be able to find your, your true story. And that's what we try to do. So. I love that. And if the history is bad or awful or embarrassing, well, then you learn from that. But you have to, you can't hide it. You, you got to tell the story. And I've had some people who've gone through the exhibit tell me, well, that makes me feel guilty. I say, well, you know, you're not responsible for what happened 100 years ago, but you're responsible for knowing what happened 100 years ago and for not repeating it. So you and your bride are also involved in a lot of charities and a lot of organizations and a lot of boards. My wife is chairman of the Beaverton School Board. Of course, when you're chairman of the school board, it's a volunteer job. So that's kind of her full-time volunteer job. And I've been involved a uh, special, a uh, lot of time with Special Olympics Oregon, which, you know, it doesn't get more of a life-changing organization than Special Olympics to see the difference it makes in the lives of the, the kids with intellectual disabilities and in the lives of the kids who help them out. It transforms them as well. I think it transforms the kids who do not have uh, unique disabilities even more. Absolutely. So... You had a, a blessing at birth in that your parents, I, you know, I marvel at how your parents were so committed to our community. There was not an event that your dad wasn't at a meeting no, for, so. whether it was city council or school board meetings, or we had the fleet days parade that they always participated in and building the floats. Your mom was always, <laughs> always there helping us to do all of those things. And so you were kind of raised with that uh, environment or that legacy of community and giving back. But what about people who didn't have that kind of foundation? What would you say to them, Carrie, today? Just, well, if you didn't have that as a role model from your family, then you need to find a role model. Uh, or you can be the role model for future generations. You don't have to have had a a mother and a father who were who were committed to making a difference, to want to make a difference yourself. You know, I, I admit I, w I was blessed because of that. But uh, even if they hadn't been involved, maybe there's something in me would have been, you know, there's a there would have been a light that would have driven me to want to want to help people. Well, that's your personality. But I think a lot of it does come from growing up in a small town where you can make a difference. The former Oregon Governor Barbara Roberts, uh, who was Oregon's first woman governor, she told a story one time about people growing up in small towns where when there's a parade, you build a float and then you ride in the float and you, you ride in the parade. And then when you move to a big city, you might become overwhelmed. But the but what you need to do is still build the float, ride in the float, ride in the parade. Even in a big city, there's a chance to make a difference as well, which is what I've tried to do going from Reedsport to Washington, D.C. to Portland. Just adjust accordingly. So we always thought you would be running for president mm -hmm. one day. Who knows more so, than you do? do? Who knows? <laughs> Who in America has won Jeopardy? Not once, not twice, not three times, but four-time champion. Now, not Jeopardy James. I didn't do as well as he did. But uh, How many did he win? He ended up winning over 25 or 30 or so. Oh, so, wow. so. Still. 
Four is pretty impressive. But politics, uh, I, I, and frankly, Delilah, I thought that you're right, that I would end up running for office. That was always my plan once I became fascinated with politics to come back from Washington, D.C., to find a community, to be a lawyer, to get involved, and maybe one day to run for office. And uh, ended up not doing that, partially because I was fortunate enough to see it at the level I got to see it at, but also because I think I decided that I didn't have the personality for modern-day warfare politics uh, with all that, the the backstabbing and the name-calling and the partisanship that has now enveloped uh, politics, especially in, in this time. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, people now are Republicans first and Americans second, or Democrats first and Americans second, and it's got to be switched. Uh, they need to be Americans first, and then, then you're a, a party. But the parties have uh, almost become cults in some in some way, where you listen to the party first and take orders from your party, whether doing what you really uh, believe in. So I'm not going to get to vote for you someday for president. I don't think that's going to happen. So <laughs> any, anytime soon. And if I did run, my wife would divorce me. So that would. Oh, uh, we don't so want that. that. No. She's so, but somewhere in that vast spectrum, people should give back to their community, whether it's running for the school board, as my wife did, or just getting involved in the local Rotary or Lions or or any of those clubs. Uh, go to town halls, be, become involved, and, and speak up. The problem, I think, in, with politics now is that the fringes are the loudest, and it's the vast group in the middle who are silent. Civility and decency still matter. That's the, the two most important um, qualities, I think, of public servants are civility, decency, honesty, compassion, compassion, politeness, politeness, and those seem to be in short supply. Let me turn the tables and interview Delilah for a minute. So what's the biggest lesson you took from growing up in a, in a town like Reedsport? Because the town is so proud of you. And that it all started out at KDUN in 1470 and, and, and Reedsport, Oregon. And, and your brother was on the air before He was on me. the air too. So, but, uh, so what, what's the lesson you learned? You know, I don't, I did not appreciate or respect or value all the gifts we were given mm-hmm. in that little town until my brother disappeared. Mm-hmm. Eight years after I graduated, my brother, your friend, mm-hmm. he went to high school with Matt, uh, disappeared in a plane accident. And the town turned out in droves to help search for him and his wife. And the the town never stopped searching. I mean, Duncan mm. Jones, mm. a friend of ours, went year after year, instead of taking time off, you know, for vacation, he took time off and went and looked for my mm. brother's plane. And it was that experience, and it was seeing the casseroles show up at the house you know somebody would knock at the door and there would be a box of hot food left there that was when it clicked for me what a blessing i had been given you know and and then as my career took off and i people like well when did you get your start i was 14 (laughs) (laughs) where else but in a tiny town do you have people like steve kanegi and jerome kanegi and west locker that say yeah a 14 year old can come in we'll teach you how to use the microphone and the equipment. And so from the time Matt's plane went down until today, uh, I just grow more and more appreciative mm-hmm. of what a blessed community we had. And, and one thing I learned, every community has the same thing. You name the city. There are people like that. We're blessed with uh, people who, who, who want to be heroes, who want to make a difference. And that's, 
that has to continue. People have got to continue to be involved and to, and to want to make a difference. Well, that's what we're trying to do is get people involved, get them to raise their hand and say, I'll go. I'll go to the student, you know, school board meetings. I'll be a Girl Scout volunteer. Right. There's an old joke that the word volunteer comes from two Latin words, uh, volen, meaning to knock oneself out, and tier, meaning without pay. So that's... <laughs> to knock yourself out without, without pay. pay. Yes. But, but God bless volunteers. You know what my kids say? Oh, no, I can't come on Saturday. I've been voluntold. So, <laughs> I'm going to steal that one fair and square from you. Yeah, so, yeah. so so you can use that. Yeah, no, so. you're voluntold this exactly. weekend to so. go help out. That, I think, f- for me, is the key, is making sure that my kids continue that legacy of love and of hope. Yeah, you get more than you give by volunteering. There's, there's just no doubt about it. Carrie Timchak, thank you for being here on our podcast, Love Someone with Delilah. If you'd like to hear more about Carrie or from Carrie, Google his name, K-E-R-R-Y-T-Y-M-C-H-U-K. There's some great information, some great interviews I know you're going to enjoy. If you find yourself in Portland, Oregon, stop in at the Oregon Historical Society. You could say that Carrie followed a few dozen whispers in his heart. But I think it comes down to having what is called in the book, Dare to Matter, a prepared heart. His family were never ones to sit on their hands or wait for change to happen. They modeled passion and involvement to Carrie and his brother, Keith, who have in turn modeled it to their family and children. I'm proud to call Carrie my friend. I hope this story has inspired you, my friend. What things have you wanted to do and yet have not approached, have not raised your hand, have not said, yes, let me try that. Start from a small idea from that small seed and let it grow and blossom into something big and beautiful, one heart at a time. 